Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Mesachas Pesachim Parak Gimel Mishnah Beis Mishnah Gimel, and today's Mishnahs are being learned B'schos Esther Bas Rachel Shishi B'zacher Finds Rizivug Hagon Bekarav Mamish. And Mishnah Beis tells us, Batzek Shebesid Kareva. We have dough that's in the cracks of a kneading bowl. A person has a trusty old kneading bowl that they make their challah in, and it's not cleaned out very well. Maybe it's made out of wood or something like that, so it has cracks and crevices, and some dough got stuck into it. Does he have to get rid of that dough that's in the cracks before Pesach? So the Mishnah tells us, If there's a kazayas of dough in one place, he has to get rid of it before Pesach, he has to destroy it. But if not, if there isn't a kazayas in one place, it's bottle because of how little it is. Now the Gemara clarifies that even if we're dealing with dough in a crack that's less than a kazayas, it's not going to be considered bottle unless it's in a place that's strengthening the bowl. The bowl had a crack, and in order to seal up that crack, he has dough there, which is kind of being used as a glue. So then if this dough is less than a kazayas, we'll say that it's bottle to the bowl, and it's considered part of the bowl, and therefore, he doesn't have to take it out. However, if it just happens to be there, and it's not meant to strengthen the bowl, so then, even if it's less than a kezayas, we're afraid he's going to take it out on Pesach, so he would have to get rid of it in that case. Now, the Mishnah tells us, the same thing applies when we're dealing with Toma. In Makbedalov, if he has a piece of dough that's on his bowl, but he's back regarding this piece of dough, he doesn't want it there, it's not part of his bowl, let's say it's not sealing up a crack, so then Chaitzetz, it's considered a separation. Let's say dead shares touches this piece of dough, but didn't actually actually touch the bowl? Well, since this dough is not really part of the bowl, he's makbed on it, he wants to scrape it off the bowl and clean it off, so then the bowl doesn't become tummy. But then writes the Kiyumai, if he wants this piece of dough there, for example, he wants it to be there to seal up a crack, so then hareu kareva, this piece of dough that's there is just like the bowl itself, and even though the sharats only touched the dough and did not touch the bowl, it's still like it touched the bowl, because the dough is bottled to the bowl, and therefore the bowl would be tummy. The mission continues with another case, Batsakacheresh, deaf dough. Now what does that mean it's deaf? So if you ever noticed when dough rises properly, so it gets all fluffy and puffy, and if you pat it or smack it, it's going to produce a nice hollow sound. This dough, when it's patted or smacked, it doesn't make any sound, kind of like a cheresh. So how do we know if this dough is chametz or not? Maybe it never rose, so maybe it's not chametz. The Mishnah tells us, Im yesh if he has dough just like it that did become chametz, meaning he made another dough at the same exact time, and that other dough became chametz, so I raise the usher. this one's usher, even though it didn't noticeably become chametz. And moving on to Mishnah Gimel. Now we need to have a little bit of introduction to this Mishnah. A fellow is making matzah on Pesach. That might sound strange because usually we don't make matzah on Pesach, we make matzah before Pesach, but back in the day, they would make matzah on Pesach. And he's not making it on Chalamoid, he's making it on Yontif. And we know that's not a problem because one's allowed to bake and cook on Yontif. So what does he do? He makes the dough, separates challah for the Kayin, takes that challah that he separated for the Kayin, and bakes it very quickly so it doesn't become chametz, and then he gives that challah to the Kayin. But what about if the dough became tummy? So now we have an issue. He's not able to separate the challah before baking and then bake it. Why not? Because since this challah will be tummy, so the Kayin can't eat it, and since it can't be eaten, so he can't bake it either, because one's only allowed to bake on Yontif if it's Litzayrech, if it's for Yontif. Now, he can't separate the challah and then burn it, because we're not allowed to burn Kachim on Yontif. And he can't separate it and leave it till Matzah Yontif to burn it then, because then it's going to become Chametz in the interim. So what's he supposed to do? The Mishnah tells us, How's a person supposed to separate challah if that dough became tummy? How is he supposed to do so on Yontif? Now, as we're going to see, the Mishnah is really referring to a woman, because it was the woman that was doing the baking, but it's the same for a man as well. So Rebbe Yezer, I'm Rebbe Yezer, says, He shouldn't call it its name, until everything's baked. Meaning the woman has the dough, she should not separate challah and say, she should break it up into pieces, bake it as matzah, and afterwards, now that we have everything as matzah and there's no chametz issues, then she would take some of the matzah and say, 
Now, how does this work? So Rabbi Ezra holds that even if the dough was broken up into different pieces, like here, it was baked into separate matzahs, even though each matzah is smaller than the shear, which is chayv and challah, nonetheless, if they're all placed in the same basket, now they're considered combined again as if they were dough, and one is chayv to take challah off. So for example, we know that challah is either 148th or 124th of the dough, so this tummy dough would be baked into, say, 48 matzahs, all which would be placed into a basket, then one matzah would be removed for challah, that matzah's tameh, so it's not given to the kayin, rather it's kept till matzah yantif and then burned, but what we gain over here is that we don't have any chametz issues. However, Rabbi Hudu Mseirah, and Rabbi Hudu Mseirah says, tatal b'tzaynin, it should be placed in cold water. According to Rabbi Hudu Mseirah, even though the woman didn't say officially, harezu challah, since at the end of the day, one of these matzahs that she's going to be baking is going to be challah, and that can't be eaten because it's tameh, so that means that she's baking something shalai which is not allowed to be baked on Yantif. So therefore, she should separate challah while it's still in its dough state, and then take that dough and put it in a bowl of cold water. The cold water will prevent it from becoming chametz. She obviously is going to put it in a safe place, and then matzah Yantif, it can be burned. Now, Rabishua, Rabishua said, This is not chametz that a person is warned, you're not allowed to have it, because this chametz is not this person's. When the challah is separated, and the woman says, This is challah, it's not hers anymore. It officially belongs belongs to a kayin. Which kayin? Well, not any particular kayin, but it belongs to the kayhanim as a whole. It doesn't belong to her. So there's no problem for her to have this challah dough, which is chametz, in her house on Pesach, because it's not hers. So what does she do? El erev. She separates the challah, leaves it till the evening, if it becomes chametz, no problem. It becomes chametz, and she'll burn it matzah yontef, and that's the easiest solution to this problem. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow's Mishnah Dollar, and hey, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.